just go. I'm going. Just go. I'm going. Go, man. Hi. Hey. How are you? So here we are again. Here we are again. Hey, listen to my voice. What about it? It's normal now. Kinda. Just kidding. Well, <laughs> I, I just ate a whole bunch of cheese, so oh. it's possible that I'm still a little phlegmy. Gross. Just a bunch of cheese. There's nothing worse than cheese breath. Well, you're sitting across, you know, like four feet away, so you're fine. Yeah, well. The microphone. I'm fine until. The microphone's I'm, not too happy. I'm fine until my kids come and hug me at night, and I'm like, did you just eat cheese? <laughs> <laughs> our, our kids love cheese. <laughs> and when they walk in, it's like, really? Get out of my face. There's something about kids that don't know how to not breathe in your face after they've just woken up. Even at 17 and 14, it's amazing. Yeah, well, they don't care. I guarantee you they care when they're around boys. I feel like I'm not even looking at you. I'm going to turn my mic around so that I can actually see you. Ah, oh, there we go. Anyway, you're so cute. Uh, yeah, well. <laughs> so, uh, can we talk about Maverick? Uh, Yeah. So we went and saw Maverick last weekend. Yeah. And it was really good. It was so good. I mean, that's different than the Downton Abbey that we watched the week yeah. before. Yeah. We, oh, that's right. We finally got to see Maverick. Yep. And uh, it was really good. What's funny is uh, it was basically the same movie as Top Gun. Really? Like it had the same kind of like... Uh, beginning middle and end like they even had the song hold on, with the piano hold on hold on number one we've got an audience that's listening and so if you haven't seen maverick you may want to turn no, I this don't, off i'm not going to give any spoilers <laughs> i'm just saying that it was basically the same model as the first one which is fine because the first one worked really well yeah it, it even included a uh a very sexy beach scene <laughs> Which in the first one. That made one, you immediately come home and stop eating cheese. Well, we're going to talk about that. So in the first one, of course, it's the very famous volleyball scene. You right? really just wanted to hit this volleyball I scene. Did. Because it's, it, it was the I moment for me. I know exactly why. So when I was younger, I would watch this and be like, yeah, I want to be like one of those guys. Wearing his dog tags, you know, no shirt, all like ripped <laughs> the funny thing is they weren't even like that muscular they were just like really lean good-looking guys right yeah and uh of course in this new one they have another scene they're not playing volleyball they're playing football on the beach but yeah. it's the same thing same, all these they were doing pilots, that. they had to figure it out all these good-looking pilots are out there with their shirts off and uh and tom cruise joins them the reason i brought this up is because <laughs> <laughs> this was it was kind of a, an, an eye-opening experience uh when i watched the scene tom cruise has his shirt off right and don't get me wrong the guy is incredibly good shape for his age yes uh, not just for his age he's just in good shape he's in really good shape yeah. but at that but age you can tell that but he's, at that age yeah. you can't look like the 20 year olds right? right so i was watching this going I actually can relate more to the Tom Cruise body <laughs> than to the 20 year old bodies. Oh, that's so funny. And it was that moment I realized that I need to start doing some push ups. <laughs> Ever since we watched Maverick, <laughs> you've been doing push ups every night. 100 push ups every night. 
I do some crunches too. From the guy who absolutely hates working out. I do crunches and I even do some butt clinches. <laughs> Those are butt bridges. <laughs> <laughs> just clenching your butt. You should just do all that. Do the, do that all day long. Uh, so anyway, yeah, it was a great movie. And um, Well, that was the first. Do you remember I talked about Tremors and the weird time when we wa- we showed the movie Tremors to our girls and I used to, the first time I watched it with um, Kevin Bacon was the guy I was, I thought was cute. And I was super like, oh, he's cute. I, I like him, you know? And then the second time, or I'm sure it wasn't the second time, but the last time I watched Tremors, the older guy, the old guy in that yeah. was more attractive to me than the young Kevin Bacon in there. Yeah, because he's the age we are now. What? In the movie. In the movie. Possibly, yeah. Pretty close. Oh, that's uh, so That crazy. guy just passed away, actually. What? Yeah, that actor just passed away. Wait, what? Are you sure? I'm positive. Oh, that's so It seemed sad. weird to me because he didn't seem very old. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he just recently passed away. I have no idea what his name is. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm looking him up right now. <laughs> okay, so uh, <laughs> what's crazy about Top Gun is it just, it's just to me, it's just a return to just fun movies. Right. You know, where it's not all about making a statement or uh, being like pushing the envelope. It's just good fun. Yeah. Well, I the the coolest thing about uh, Maverick is, I have to say it, the coolest thing about Maverick is um, Tom Cruise specifically talked about how they really had to go through a lot of training yeah. And, you know, when I first heard that, I was like, oh, okay, it's Tom Cruise, like the fast runner guy, you know, like. He's, he always <laughs> has to be running. <laughs> the, you know. And he runs in this movie. He does run in this Top movie. Top speed. But it is interesting. Fastest man in the world. Uh, Yeah. And the longest holding breath underwater kind of guy. So, you know, it's kind of like that where I was like, okay, whatever. Like, we'll just see. It's going to be one of those where it just has a bunch of, you know, airplanes flying. Okay. But no, I really understood what he was talking about because you actually, you find yourself holding your breath in this one because they clearly look like they are going through all of these really high speeds and have to go up really fast. Yeah, you you can definitely tell they're experiencing G-forces. They're pretty experiencing. Major. Like they're grunting through. It's not that's yeah. where it's different from the first one. Yes. In the first one they don't really show they don't portray how how difficult it is to go at those speeds. In this movie you can really sense how hard it is to pull those maneuvers. Yeah. Without like your body exploding. That one time, you know? I would watch the movie again just to just for that one time where Tom Cruise has to hit that one scene in two minutes. Yeah. Because it was so interesting hearing him have to turn and move within this aircraft. It was crazy. Yeah, you don't you don't think about a pilot, you know, sitting in a pilot seat being an exhausting job, but that's like exhausting exhausting not only are you flying a plane at like 800 miles an hour no faster than that i don't know i don't know what mach 3 or whatever they did is um they're going incredibly fast yeah let's just put it that way um not only are you going really fast trying not to hit the ground or mountains yeah um you also have to like be aiming your weapons Mm -hmm. at things trying to shoot them 
And you also have to try to avoid getting shot. Yeah. You know, like I, I think about it because I drive heavy equipment, like, you know, rough terrain forklifts and, and stuff. And like, there's all these levers and stuff and, you know, nobody's trying to shoot me while I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely, I really hope I'm not. doing my best to not kill anybody, right. like drop stuff on people um, or myself or the machine. But um, it, that that's hard enough as it is. Yeah. You know, I'm not going a million miles an hour and I'm not, nobody's chasing me trying to shoot me with missiles. Remember the other day when we were watching um, main cabin masters yeah. <laughs> in the morning and I was looking at the, all those guys doing those big, heavy, you know, big, heavy machines and all of that kind of stuff. And I looked at you, I'm like, there is zero desire within me to ever get into one of those machines. I don't know what it is, but it's definitely a, uh, Little boys love, love, and big boys. Yeah, they, they love machines. It's so crazy. There, I look at those things, and I have, I have, I'm telling you, zero, zero desire yeah. to get in there, learn those things. I don't care. You drive it. I don't want to drive it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is either. But there's just something cool being able to just like control something that's so large. And they are large, especially yeah. the ones you guys are using. That's insane. Yeah. But all that to say, I mean, Maverick was amazing. Yeah. And go see it. Yeah, go see it. It was so funny because I do the things like. It's been out for so long. We just finally saw it. I know. But Miles Teller, I think that's his name, uh, the main guy, mm-hmm. right? Um, he, I've never really seen him in anything else. I, I mean, I know the movies he's been in beyond this. But I, I think the biggest thing I've seen him from is they did that remake, remake of Footloose. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I, he was in I that. I have no memory of that. <laughs> <laughs> he was in that, I believe. I believe he Why was Why would one. you watch a new Footloose when you can watch the original? Well, okay, I I understand that, but here's the deal. Okay, I get it, and nothing can beat the first foot, Footloose, and I know that you're, you're more into the fir, fir, first, gosh, I can't even say <clears throat> that, first Footloose. Tongue twister. Be, yeah, because you... You kind of, he's your dad. So. What? Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. <laughs> 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 um, but. Um, the God, I, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Oh, man, that would be nice. He kind of, I mean. I'd be guys... Ben Bacon. Oh. <laughs> 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 or Benjamin Bacon. Benjamin I might go Bacon. by Benjamin if my last name was Bacon. Oh, my gosh. Benjamin Bacon. But Benjamin Button. I'd be like, hey, babe, you want some bacon bits tonight? Oh, my. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Uh, there's so much I could do with that. Oh, okay. Before you do anything with it, um, I I think the one thing about Footloose is now we got things like So, so You Think You Can Dance. We've got things like that where, where dances are getting incredible. And I will say... That some of the dancing that they did in the second Footloose, they kind of, you know, the first Footloose was definitely anchored with the drama and the good acting and the, you know. And and, the 80s music. The 80s music and the hair. And then, but then the second Footloose, I will say they kind of anchored it a little bit more with the dancing. I don't know because I literally don't remember anything about it. That's not surprising. Did I even watch it? Yeah. I don't know. I Maybe not. Didn't. I you know might have watched my, it by myself. You know myself. what my favorite part in Footloose is? Is when, may, I think this is the right movie. 
Kevin Bacon is like so mad at the system, right? <laughs> and he dances. Like, he's he's like being he's being uh, just tormented from the school and the and the the whole town because he's new to town, right? And like nobody likes him. Yeah, being criticized. And you know what Do he does? Do you have to talk like that when you? You know what he does? Talk about Kevin Bacon. He goes to a warehouse, and he just dances. <laughs> he dances hard, and he gets all his anger out. <laughs> he <does. laughs> Hey, it's a better way to get you. Maybe you should do that. Someday You're kind when of I'm an angry man, person. when I have a bad day, I'm just gonna go find an empty warehouse somewhere, and I'm just gonna dance. <laughs> Hi. And once again, it's going to be one of those where I kind of watch you from the side and go, I think you lo- think you look cooler than you actually do. So uh, that makes me think of uh, our daughters right now are playing with our neighbors, Oculus, Meta Oculus. So yeah. right now our daughters are in the metaverse. Yeah. Right. It's the first time we've like played with this thing. It's actually really amazing. But in this, uh, if for those who don't know what the metaverse is, it's like the the VR uh, virtual reality yeah. thing that uh, Facebook put out or whatever. Anyway, there's a game on there that you have like two lightsabers and you you like slice yeah, through the music cubes uh-huh. and it's to the music, right? So they come at you and yeah. you're supposed to hit them. And it's it's another one of those things where like in the in the metaverse when you're doing it, you feel like you're, I feel like I'm like Luke Skywalker. Oh, totally. I got know? video of you and I'm ready to put it on, yeah. on Instagram right yeah. now. <laughs> like I feel like I'm doing some sweet moves, right? I guarantee you. Well, you know, because you saw it. Yeah. I guarantee you I did not look the way I felt. And you didn't. And just to let everybody know, you can go to my Instagram because I'm going to post <laughs> it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> all I know is the score was high. So that's all that matters. Oh, he got so mad last night when I beat his score. It was hilarious. Yeah, but I immediately topped your score. Well, because you had extra time to go do it. So silly. But going back really quick, just an FYI, I looked up uh, the Tremors guy, and it was Fred Ward, and he did die. I told you. He died May 8th. You don't. See, I know things. 2022. You don't know anything about any of that kind of stuff. How did you know that? I, I read the news. Like I have my news um, feed okay, and I just kind of like scroll through. It's like news from everything. Yeah. Right? And I shouldn't because it's mostly, it's just depressing and it ruins my day. Um, Which is why we talked about that. Today. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's all bad news right now. Right. Yeah. We want to be good news. Everything is upside down right now. But um, one of the, he- the uh, headlines was this guy and yeah. it showed it. The only reason I knew who it was is because it, it was literally a picture of him in tremors. Like it was yeah. a freeze frame from the movie. Trevor. Oh, that's so sad. Oh, well, the reason why I even bring, bring uh, brought, bring, 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 brown. <laughs> Wait, are you a, are you a published author? I forget. <laughs> I am. Snob it. I got, I got editors for you that. You speak through your fingers, not through your mouth. I that's do the speak problem. through my fingers. That is, Ben, that is the problem. Because yeah. what's funny is I find that when I put things on paper, I can get them out so much better than in real life. My brain moves way too fast for yeah. any of my daily routine. <laughs> yeah, you're uh you you have a lot of things to talk about. But you know what? That's why podcasting is is so fun, right? Because yeah. we can move from one thing to the next. But I was what I was gonna say about uh Miles Teller is <laughs> totally a Totally my kind of thing. The whole time in the movie, I'm like watching him and I'm like, 
where did he get those scars? He had like scars on his face, like scars on his neck, scars on his cheek, his, you know, everywhere. And I was like, where in the world did he get that? So I immediately Googled it after we got out and, um, he had been in a, like a horrible car accident, Mm -hmm. um, when he was 20 and he ended up, it really hurt his face and he had, he now has a bunch of scars from it. I think about that actor on, um, Braveheart that has that major scar. The Irishman? Yep. And on that, Gladiator, too. Or no, he's not an Irishman. The other guy's an Irishman. No, he's not an Irishman. Uh, the other, yeah, the, he's also on Gladiator. He has this nasty scar, and it's yeah. super cool looking. I looked him up, too, and I when we were watching um, Gladiator, actually, yeah, the last super time. super cool looking scar. The problem with a scar like that, it's so cool looking, but, God, that had to be traumatizing when it happened. Oh, absolutely. It was, it, it's a gnarly scar. Yeah. So you got to earn your, you know, your... Your street cred. Well, the whole story behind um, uh, uh, Tina Fey and her scar. It's, you know, she didn't share that for a long time because it was I didn't even know she had a scar. Yeah, she has a scar. So it's just interesting because, you know, that movie was, I think it was really good for us to go see it. We're going to actually go see Elvis tonight. So that's, I'm Ben. It it looks good. It looks good. It looks really good. Not an Elvis fan. Well, but you don't have to be an Elvis fan. You can be a Boz Lerman fan. I don't know who that is. That's the director. The director that did um, Moulin Rouge and, and oh, yeah, Romeo like, and Juliet. Like Moulin Rouge. So it's very different, right? It's gonna, We can ex- uh, expect that Boz is going to make sure that it's very... Are you guys like, on a first name basis? Uh, ben, seriously. <laughs> of course. I always am on a first name basis with anybody Boz. I fake an interview with <laughs> in my bedroom at night. Um, it's one of those things where I am excited to go see it. I have a feeling it's going to end a little sad. Well, he dies. <laughs> I don't. Oh, shoot. What? Did I give it away? Elvis oh. dies. No, you didn't give it away. Yeah, Elvis died. I went to Graceland when I was just a kid, actually. I was like 13, and my dad really wanted to go to Graceland. We were going to visit my Aunt Bess in in Tennessee. Of course you were. Why are you (laughs) saying that? Stop it. Don't do any weird (laughs) things. Don't. I I had three. um, They were Aunt Bess, uh, and I cannot remember the uh, Nettie. I don't, I can't remember the this other names. This is like names. your grandmother's sisters? So this is or my... Or your great-grandmother's sisters? This is my great-grandmother's sisters, I believe. Yeah. And... So they were around during the Civil War. On my dad's... Well, we get to the house, <laughs> and the house actually was a used as a Civil War hospital. Yeah. So there was still, like, bullet holes in the... In the side. It was like a historical, uh, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> it was a it fought for the wrong side, no! obviously. <laughs> no, we did it. Not obviously. Uh, Stop it. No, but uh, really it was. It was a, a historical yeah. um, landmark. Well, right? actually what ended up happening was after my Aunt Bess, when we went, she was like 99 when we went to visit. And I believe she lived to like 102. So we got there. Within the few years before she died. Women live a long time in your family. They really do. I'm just warning you right now, you're going to be alive a lot longer than me. (laughs) That's not true. (laughs) I've already prayed that I wouldn't live longer than you. Yeah, I don't know, babe. I'm already falling apart. (laughs) As you put your band-aids back on. Back on my hand. (laughs) 
<laughs> when I look at you from across the way, you've got band-aids and, and calluses and, everywhere. Yeah. No, you're not. Going so to. Um, that was fun. Are we going to talk about anything important today? Well, wait. Hey, I was just going to say that when we went to Graceland, oh, right. Sorry. we went to Tennessee, we went to Graceland and El we got to see Elvis's like, you know, grave? hub and it was no, not his grave, but we got to see his like, amazing, like amazing mansion. Is he like know, propped Graceland. up behind a glass box? Oh, I thought you were going to say propped up beside a ju bo jukebox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's your country coming out. <laughs> no, it was funny because um, it was really, really, the, the weirdest part was the one with all of the TVs in the wall. Actually, no, the weirdest part was the Hawaii room. It was so 70s Hawaii, but it, it he made it so that it looked like it's fake rock and yeah. fake branches and so it kind of felt like um the a theme park the what was that jungle cafe the rainforest cafe yeah <laughs> a little bit like a rainforest cafe then there was a room where you go in it's got the pool table and like the whole the entire room is red carpet including oh, the ceiling barf. <laughs> yeah very gaudy it was very gaudy that's, but i was that's in the thing i don't like about elvis i guess like young elvis i can handle but yeah the 70s elvis with the giant all, all the elvis impersonators they always try to impersonate like the seventies version. I know. What is that? I don't know. That's when he was like Uh because I think you can probably you can probably fake it a little you bit. You can pull more. it off easier, I yeah. Because you, you have to be very it. good looking to yeah. pull off a young Elvis. The young Elvis. There is something I was in he love He was very tight. <laughs> I was in love with Elvis after that trip and I had a calendar oh <laughs> of Elvis and I put it up on my wall because I was and in my mind I was like he can still be alive it's it's totally true he can still be I alive. wonder if there's still people that think he's alive he'd be like 140 would he no not that old but no. he would be into his hundreds he would I think maybe not I think he was only in his 40s when he passed if and only that was in the had, 70s if only we had a resource that could tell us what <laughs> when he was born do you want me to look when he was born? No, because then I'm going to have to fill in the air time. <laughs> oh, man. No, I think that... If you're a true Elvis fan, you would know when he was born. You would know his exact birthday. I just said I thought he was really hot. I didn't say I was a true Elvis fan. Anyway. And I'm excited to watch this tonight. No, but I'm sure the movie's going to be entertaining. Yeah, I'm sure the movie's going to be amazing. I think that right now... In this climate, we need those kinds of things, you know? Like, it's actually great now that we're, you know, we're coming out of the pandemic. There's so many good movies coming out, finally. I think they're just able to finally release all the movies they've been working on for the past few years. Yeah. You know, because we can actually go to the theaters now. Yeah, because there was a time when we couldn't. Yeah, so go, we're, yeah. we're in a good time right now for, for, for theater going. Yeah. So I have this book that I got at target i think i don't know and it's You'd called get it anyway. it's called <laughs> amazon i'm not it was a rhetorical question i'm not asking you to answer <laughs> you don't have to answer every single thing Three thousand questions about me right? all right okay so i figure uh we don't have time for three thousand questions no no listen let me finish okay I figure we're going to be doing about 3,000 podcasts in the next few years. <laughs> in the next few years. So 10 a day. No. Five a day. No. Ben, why do you have to ruin I'm, I'm in everything. a mood right now. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> so I thought we could do one every time. Okay. And it'll be like our ending. Is it going to be funny or serious? Oh, okay. So really We, we quick. did funny already. Exactly. Really quick. The reason I even felt like I had to talk to Ben about the podcasting this morning was because I was like, okay, look, you and I are totally different people. And this could kind of go into our relationship aspect. And so this could be kind of our segue into uh, giving you a little bit of insight into relationships. It is interesting because in relationships, I feel like the best relationships that are out there, there's usually a calm one and an intense one, right? Uh, Here, I'm going to ask you a couple questions. You say yes or no. Okay. Calm and intense makes a good relationship. I would say yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. So there's always a calm and an intense one, but then there's also like, I, I'm the woo-woo one and you're the analytical one. Uh, explain woo-woo. Is that a, <laughs> is that a technical term? <laughs> Um, ben, you know what woo-woo means. It's, you know, I, I tend to be more on the, you know, spiritual side and you tend to be on the more That's analytical what side. Okay. Okay. Sometimes you feel you didn't answer the question. Good relationships always have, like can have those yin and yangs. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think a balance is very important. I think some of the, the most, the, the, the most troublesome parts on relationships is when you stop challenging each other and you actually start to become <laughs> yeah, the same thing. If you're the same person, uh, it could be real bad. It could be really bad, right? In a lot of ways. Well, I just think that it's interesting because I think the biggest thing in a relationship is that we have to remember that it's okay to challenge each other. But that also means that we need to be okay with being challenged. Mm -hmm. I don't think the world does that very well right now. Okay, so are you going to challenge me with a question? Oh, are you really wanting to push me on to the next one? I thought we needed to go into a little bit of relationship stuff. No, no, no. I'm ready for the questions. Oh, really? Yeah. All right, number one. What is your idea of perfect happiness? Oh, God, are you serious? <laughs> that's the first question. You're not going to like read through them and pick one that's, that's better? No, we're going to go one at a time. My idea. What is your idea of perfect happiness? Perfect happiness. Oh my gosh. I don't know if I'm qualified to answer that because I think that the thing I would say would probably make me miserable if I actually had it. Whoa. I don't understand what you're saying. Go for it. Well, I, it, it's kind of like you were just talking about like true happiness Yeah. in this world is when you are challenged and you learn from your, from challenges of life. Yeah. Right. That's what makes you a whole person. If you just had everything that's comfortable to you, it sounds great, but I think it would make you miserable. Uh, yeah, so I agree. Just Okay, so just to answer the question, I would say um, health. Okay. Uh, relationships. And um, uh, just, I don't know. <laughs> Freedom. Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, I, you know, it's funny because. Freedom to be who you are. Yeah. And freedom to, you know, go the wherever last, you want. The last couple of years I've really been kind of delving into, I think that, I think that happiness and peace coexist and you kind of need one to have the other. Yeah. Okay. So, and the reason I say this is because at least for me, that is what I have found. So 
once I attacked what was not allowing me to have peace, that is what turned it into, um, once I started having peace with everything, suddenly I started having the happiness feelings again, you know, and I went through, I, you know, and again, at times I will talk about it, but I went through a really tough time over the last uh, couple of years. And you and I have both experienced some weird, you know, uh, times in the, in the world over the, we all have, right? So what I kind of came to the conclusion of the other, uh, like a while ago is, I read something that was like, you will never actually have happiness unless you can find peace when it is good and when life is bad. Yeah, I think that's kind of what I was saying. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you. Uh, yeah. And, and now that I've had a chance to kind of like think about it and maybe formulate a better way to say okay, it. Go for it. Um, I think that for me, finding happiness would be to be able to know my purpose Mm. and to fulfill my purpose. Okay. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, no, I do. Because then it takes away all the guessing of what, who am I, what am I, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. Um, I think that finding your purpose and being able to do, fulfill your purpose Yeah. would be a pretty sweet thing. So- I, okay, so this is really interesting because we're going to, we want to try and make it about 40 minutes today. So we're getting pretty close, but I, I find this really interesting and I want to ask you about it because what you just said is really actually kind of surprising to me because you and I in our, in our relationship, I have often, you it feels often like you say, I don't have a purpose or I don't know what my purpose is. When on the other hand, and this can go, maybe more relationships deal with this, but I, on the other hand, have always, like I have so many purposes, I feel that I have to narrow them down and just go after. Well, I would say you after. have dreams. Yeah. Right? And the dreams are what you're kind of narrowing down to find your purpose. Right. I don't know that you have all these purposes. Right. No, I agree with you. You just have all these dreams where on my side of things, I have zero dreams, <laughs> yet I still need to find my purpose. So I'm trying to expand my dreams okay, but to find my purpose. Talk about that because I think that's, I Ben, I think that's actually something that people would really want to understand because I think I've known people that felt like there was something wrong with them because they didn't have dreams. Like, okay, let's say people like me, there's a bunch of people like me who are always having these huge dreams and going after these things. But I think that there's some importance to having voices like yours where you don't have all of these dreams. And so what happens then? I, I And I could be wrong, but I feel like the majority of the population are like me, where it's like, I'm just going to live life, whatever it brings me. I'll just do my day by day and eventually I'll die. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is not okay, where I thought you were going to go. a little extreme. But no, I, I, think, I think the reason I bring that up is because I don't know if it's about finding your purpose. I think it's about um, deciding that your purpose doesn't have to be great like yeah. grand. Yeah. We've kind of touched on this. Yeah. But like, I know a part of my purpose is who I am to my family. Yeah. You know, 
my, who I am to you, who I am to the kids. Like to me, uh, because of my experience, like my very number one priority is to be the dad that my kids can always come to. Yeah. No question in their mind. Dad's going to be there. And they do that. Right. So to me, I know, I know that when it comes to my kids, I have a great purpose. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to you, it's hit and miss. <laughs> what is Because <that>? I feel <laughs> like I, I sometimes can hold you back, but maybe that's my purpose. Uh, <laughs> you know? Your purpose. We've already talked about this. Your pur- purpose is to be my anchor yeah. kind of sometimes. Or just to like naysay so much that uh, maybe I help you overcome, you know, the negative. Well, I think that when one of the things that I've had to really work on is not just, and you can you can either say yes or no on this, but I feel like I'm easily swayed. And I think one of the things I've had to really step up and like you, somebody could say no to me. No, it's the, the sky is, is purple. And sometimes I feel like because I'm just more into the person. Well, is it? Uh, <laughs> is it purple? Maybe it's purple. Sometimes Maybe I've been wrong this whole time. Right. That, exactly. And so one of the things I've had to do with you being such an anchor is I've had to really, when I really truly feel like I've been called to this or trying to do something important or really feel powerful about it, I have to come to you and be like, okay, listen, this is how I feel. And then I feel like you'll be like negative about it or you'll say no. And I'm in my heart, I'm going, okay, stand up for what you think. And I have to actually physically or like tell myself. Physically. <laughs> Maybe not physically. To physically take you into my hands. <laughs> deal I have with to, you. I have to mentally prepare myself and emotionally tell you I'm going to do this, you know? And then you and I have to have that little like, okay, all right, moment where I'm saying, yes, I'm going to do this. Yeah, so I, I think I think purpose is such... Things like the podcast. Like you, yeah. I knew I would suggest the podcast to you even though I'd been feeling like I was supposed to do it for years. And I suggested it to you and there, the immediate response, I knew what I would already get. Definitely no. <laughs> and now look. What? You love it. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. What? No, it's Do it's not fun. say things okay, like let that. Okay, let me change my pitch. It's fun. It. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I come up there. to Ben and I say, look, babe, I'm going to tell you something and I need you to actually have a big response. I need you to do cartwheels. And that's and I figurative. Do, I never do cartwheels. It's figurative cartwheels. I can do a pretty sweet cartwheel though. No, have you, you ever can't. seen me do? You've seen me do cartwheels. I have seen you do it. You know you can't. That's not. Yes, I can. What? I guarantee my cartwheels are better than the average American forty-two-year-old man. Oh, okay. So tomorrow or after Tuesday, you can videotape me I'm doing it and put, post it online, and great. people will be like, "Whoa!" All right, you guys. I'm gonna <laughs> actually put a video up of Ben doing cartwheels on my Instagram or TikTok. So I get to you, stretch first, though. You need to stretch first. I mean, I've been doing my push-ups, so my hand strength is pretty good. Stretching is very different than push-ups. No, I know. Okay. But I, I can do a sweet cartwheel. You'll see. <laughs> How did we get to you doing cartwheels? That's it always comes back to Ben doing something amazing on uh, like cartwheels. So weird. But I, you know, it's funny because I feel like going back to that question, I think that, um, I think it was really interesting how you talked about your, you know, 
that you don't have a lot of dreams and that you've really had to try and find your purpose. But what I, what I really wanted to leave the question with is, so do you feel like you never had any dreams or is it possible that we as people kind of are, can sometimes have those dreams like shut down within us? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of aspects to it. I'm sure part of it's my personality. I'm sure part of it is my experience and uh, influence. Um, I guess for me, it was kind of like, you know, cause I grew up believing in a, a higher power that would guide me, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe I took it too far. Like I don't really have to like try, like whatever happens will just happen. And I need to be happy with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it turns out that's no way to live. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, at th- but at the same time, well, there's truth to it, but at the same time, things have been given to me, like without right. even like you, like we talked about last week on the podcast, yeah. like you, you were praying for this, like this great man to come into your life and, be the love of your life. I never asked for that. I just, it just fell into my lap. Well, that's because I was, I prayed for it. (laughs) I know. Like you just came in. I didn't, I didn't do anything. And really, I didn't ask for this great man. What I asked for, to be honest. No, it is what I got. (laughs) But what I asked for this, I can tell you the exact sentence that I asked for. What I asked for was I knew number one, that my, my heart that falls in love with people could never handle a breakup. I mean, I just felt like that. That's, I was like, I was like, God, I really don't think I can handle a breakup. Yeah, breakups are tough. Yeah. And so honestly, but according my prayer, to the country song, I bet breaking up was easier in the nineties. Oh my gosh. Shut your mouth. It was so funny. You kind of just take us off in this wild adventure. That's my job. I'm the I wild like card. I like it. Anyway, all I was saying was I asked, I basically was like, okay, so here's the deal. I know that if I wait on the timing and I don't just search and search and be unhappy until I have that, that person, then eventually the right one will come along. So here it is, God, I'm willing to wait for that so that I don't have to go through all the crap until I get to the good. That's what I said. So I surrendered it. Basically I surrendered control. So, you know, um, let's just leave it at that. I think we should talk about that a little bit on the next one though. Maybe part B. About purpose? Um, A little bit about like maybe, you know, maybe some of us kind of have our, our dreams a little bit squelched and maybe mm. we don't actually, maybe people, and it doesn't necessarily mean everybody, but I think we should go de- deeper into sure. that. So. I think that's a good topic. Yeah. A little bit. It, it, desi- it deserves a little bit more. I think so too. Than what we're giving it right now. I think so too. More time. Well, everybody, I hope you guys had fun today. We just want to be a voice of, of joy to the world, I guess, in, in a way. Go hug somebody. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> Go important. hug somebody. Go tell somebody you see them and you Make hear them. Make them uncomfortable. And- like hug them so long that it's uncomfortable for them. <laughs> they'll love it. Eventually they'll love it. I thought only you did that. I do that every day. I know. All right, guys. Thank you so much. We will talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you.